So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing Season 7, Tell All Part 4 of Happily Ever After. In this finally final episode of the season, we slowly and painstakingly revisit every bump on Yara and Jovi's season, everyone seems to be reaching their wits end with Ed, and then on the offstage portion wraps up and we have some more time at the hotel, where Usman yells at Michael, Angela works her newest rehabilitation tour to get in everyone's good graces, and Ed and Liz are still taking up more attention than they deserve. As always, we'll end with our Students of the Week, Class Dunces, and Life Lessons. If you like also watch Love After Lockup, you should listen to our other channel, Love After Lockup MK, where we're covering the new season of Love After Lockup. All right, thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? Uh, it's grading week for me, so oh, busy. I had that a couple weeks ago, so today is... This week is procrastination week. Oh, the, the week after grading week, you don't grade shit. You yep. just let them all pile up again and then go, why did I do this again? Right, right. <laughs> so that's what I'm in the midst of doing right now. <laughs> all right. Ooh. Well, uh, let's move on to uh, our first couple that we didn't really see much of uh, in this last f- part four of the tell all. That's Bilal and Shida. But I was kind of surprised at how things ended with them. So when Bilal and Shida are alone, Shida sings the praises of all the changes she has seen in Bilal. Their bed is covered in rose petals and Bilal answers the question posed to him by production that, uh, you know, will they make a baby tonight? He says, they'll see what happens. But the next morning they say that they could have made a baby they don't know. Shida says that things are different now. And Bilal actually has agreed to actively trying for a baby, opening a joint checking account and working on Shida's business. So uh, the fact that Bilal seemed to magically change his mind with someone we've kind of seemed to be somewhat annoyingly stubborn. Do you think yeah. that, you know, this all their storylines have been fake? Do you think that Bilal really has had a change of heart and he sees how serious Shida is? Or is Bilal concerned that he doesn't want to turn into like, his friend Chris? I, I mean, I was thinking about somebody else he doesn't want to turn into. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah I definitely true. had a few moments in there when, you know, somebody somebody opened their mouth and I would be like, if I was on the stage and that person was on my side, I would be like, oh, no, I've made some terrible error in judgment. <laughs> right. This is awful. I, I I must have done something wrong. Like, I, no, and I do legit think that, like, he kind of got some perspectives he didn't have before. Like, I think mm-hmm. he didn't really think much about the joint checking account or think of it just being like, it doesn't have to be all of his money. It yeah. just has to be, like, an account that they share that she has access to. Right, right. right. And so that's, like, that's easy enough. He doesn't have to give up completely co- complete control to her. And it, and like and especially because I think, feel like he's like, well, I don't want to give her all access to my money. And uh, there were a lot of them who were like, well, we don't give them all our money. Like we just have an account that we have both have money in. Right. And he was right. like, well, okay, well, that seems reasonable. I could do that. Yeah. Right. And he had already before the tell all, he had already agreed to the baby stuff. Right. Even if Shida backed out of it at, at first. Um, and so, yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't know if it was a full on fake out because I also don't know how much time passed between this their time their filming ended and mm-hmm. between the time the tell-all happened, right? Because yeah. I don't know that it was an, even necessarily a change of heart for the baby stuff if he was like, oh, we'll try in two years. Well, it might be pretty close to two years after they got <laughs> married now. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, definitely. So I don't know. There wasn't much of them to say it's Bilal. I mean, if truly these were the changes he wanted to make in his heart – Maybe he isn't as bad of a guy as I have thought he was this whole time. Yeah, but he's still a mansplaining person. Yes. Like, oh, he's still it, super annoying. Yeah. Like even the way he says he agrees to do the things is like, why do you sound like you're a parent agreeing to increase their uh, somebody's allowance like, right. every time you talk like this? He does. Yeah, he does have a condescending way about him for sure. 
All right, uh, let's move on to a couple that had a little bit more loose ends to wrap up, and that's Angela and Michael. So we start off with Michael going to talk to Usman at their shared hotel because he's trying to smooth things over. Usman says that he was on Michael's side at first because he didn't know the whole story. He didn't know that Michael was a child with no self-control and was actually cheating on Angela, but now it all makes sense. Michael tells Usman not to come at Angela. And as Mr. O had said earlier, that was his favorite uh, line of the show. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. Because the answer is a capital no. <laughs> and Usman says that he has no problem with Angela, but if someone's coming at him, he will fight back. Michael says that he just needs to calm down his wife. They hug it out and say there's nothing but love between them. After the tell-all, Angela has changed into her red sequined jumpsuit. She jokes with Andre how she's going to move to Florida and date Chuck, his father-in-law. She says that she's not sure what she's going to do because she's still processing the whole situation with Michael. She says that changes are coming either way. Jovi asks Angela if uh, Michael is hanging out with Usman, and Angela says if he is, they are done because she's exhausted. She brings up what a bad influence Usman is. Angela is hitting on the bartender, Valentino, who is married. She asks if he has a brother or friends because she wants to engage in wild, meaningless sex. Later, Angela definitely shares way too much about, you know, their yeah, sex lives. way too much mm -hmm. about physical things that we don't need to know about. Yeah. Right, right. So <laughs> I won't repeat them all to y'all. Just know that there was way too much. So Angela talks very crudely about foreplay. And uh, later, Kim makes some comment about how she thinks Angela will go back to Michael. And Angela, she doesn't deny it. They end up hanging out in a room together uh, later and Angela defends herself. And Kim says that her and Usman have always thought the issue was her. But, you know, after hearing what Michael did, maybe not. Angela says that she defends and enables the people that she loves, which means uh, shielding Michael from, you know, everybody else's opinions. Angela admits she's scared to bring Michael to the U.S. and wonders if he's just coming here to get to be closer to the woman he was cheating on her with, who was also American. All right. So, I mean, Angela is not even pretending to deny she's going to get back with Michael or, I mean, let him stick around. But uh -huh. do you think the threat of him using her to get to some other woman is going to you know, be the reality check she needs to really let it go for good? No. And I think, I don't know, I think I kind of have a new theory, working theory opinion of Michael. And that is, he is really fucking dumb. <laughs> oh, well, I always thought that. Like, dumber than I thought. Oh. Like, uh. And to the point where, like, I think she likes him around because he's so dumb. Yeah. Like, and that's what you get with you get. That's what you get to the cheating. He just sees woman as like woman, like talk. Yes. Hey, hey, I love you now. Like he just he doesn't he 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 barely has a functioning brain. Like to the point of the way we the way they had it sound. It's, and the part that got to me was when he was talking to Usman, right? Yeah. And she was he was like, well, he doesn't want she doesn't want me talking to you. And he was like, well, that's because I'm a lot smarter than you. And I'll like actually talk some sense into you. And she obviously doesn't want that. He didn't even like deny it. He didn't even say, well, you're not like smarter. He was just like, <laughs> yeah. It was like, obviously, I, you you can put your pants on without help. That must mean you're, you're, you're a freaking genius. Like he, like Uzmoor says like, yeah, I'm a lot smarter than you. And that's what the issue is. She doesn't run you around anybody that <laughs> knows how to – that has two brain cells to rub together. Well, I'm still – like I, it always comes down to this. What in the world does Angela see in Michael? He doesn't provide anything from her, for her. I mean, I guess he's got somewhat of a sense of humor. I mean, other than just legitimately being there, and that's not even all the time because, you know, she gets upset when he doesn't answer his phone and whatever. But it's just like he's a piece of furniture. I don't really understand what the draw is that is preventing her from, like, leaving him given how badly he treats her. Right. And it, he, he doesn't even have – it's not like he has loyalty, right? Right. It's not like he has – like he doesn't seem to respect her very much, mm -hmm. um, but like we can't figure out why either of these people want him around. I mean, I as gross as as we had talked about her sharing too much information, she does like having sex with him. Yes, like 
but she isn't even able to do that all the time because of the distance. Right, right. Now that, granted, and she'd also take that poor, poor bartender. Oh my God, poor <laughs> Valentino. He's like, no, not me, I'm married. No, yeah, well, no, do you I'm have married. a brother? Yeah, wearing a, yeah, Does your brother have another brother? Do you have a cousin? No, no. Do you all, have everybody's a gay. Friend? They're all gay. They're all gay, Angela. <laughs> I only know that's all I have. That's all I know. I don't know any straight men, none at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but like, and I don't know. It, it, it's it's one of those things too that like they're not. Neither of them are good people, right? And no. and they're not wrong in that. And that Michael is just a liar who will say whatever he thinks will get him out of trouble in the moment, even oh, if sure. it's like going to screw him over later. Like he just does whatever he does. He isn't being honest with anybody, but. That doesn't mean that he's somebody that can be abused. Like she's been abusing him. Like we always, yeah. kind of, they always kind of sweep that out of the rug. Like that goes away. Like yeah, but she like physically threatens him all the time. Yeah, and like is physically violent to him. Like you can't. That's that doesn't make that doesn't mean well. You know he scammed her, so that's what happens. Like they're both awful. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, it would be interesting if I feel like the government made that decision for her and just denied yeah. the visa. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and we just, that's uh, the common thing for all three is you write the ones you were hitting on. If we come back to this over and over and over again is like, why do you keep coming back if you know what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. And like, I can't explain it. I, I really can't. Yeah. Yeah. Someone needs to make the decision for them. Yes, that would be better. But yes. she'd still try to make it. I feel like she'd still try to make it work, even if they didn't get the visa. Like, No, Angela has zero interest in moving to Nigeria. No, I think she'd try to keep it working. Well, we'll try to get another thing. We'll do this. Maybe in five years, we could try for the visa again. I think she'd just kind of keep him around, like, mm -hmm. however, doing the same thing they're doing now. Well, it has been an awful long time. I feel like if it meant she got to stay on the show, if it meant that she got to stay yeah, on the show too. by sure. trying to find someone else, I feel like she would choose that. That may be true. Yes, that may yeah. be true. At this point, she's just fame whoring. I mean, let's be real here. The way she came at everyone at the beginning and then like tries to apologize and, and make nice, nice after mm -hmm. the fact. It's like. Well, and then played nice and said like very saucy things that right. she knew would get people going like, eh. like she knows she knows how to get herself the, the, the attention. The screen time. Sure. And so that's why it's like I, I just feel like. She's just on the show for attention at this point. And if you gave her attention by letting her be on a spinoff for another before the 90 days or something like that, she would be like, all right, well, let's do that. Yeah. That or may be, the that's single life. True. Yes. Oh, God. All right. So let's go on to the couple that took up, surprisingly, a majority of the episode and all of what we had left on the stage time. And that's Yara and Jovi. So – yeah, I had just – I had thought that they had the least amount of storyline of anybody on mm -hmm. the season, but we found a lot of things to talk about. So hold on. So we start with Sean asking Yara if she went through with the breast augmentation surgery and she's like, can't you tell that I did? I have <laughs> giant boobs now. Look at these. Uh, she says she's thrilled with the results and Jovi says that he was against it at first because he thought she was being influenced, but both he and her are happy with the results. They both say – that it made um, their love life better because she's not preoccupied with the way her breasts look. Yeah. So she she got it done by Dr. Obang just like Angela did. And Angela is even a little miffed that Yara didn't call her for advice. But Yara says she didn't do that because Angela would have yelled at her. Yeah. So we she's get not wrong. We get more boob jo job talk because Shida reached out to Yara at some point because she might be interested in doing it too. So we find out. Then we kind of have our first controversy. We find out that during her recuperation period after the surgery. Jovi left to go to a South African safari trip with his friends. So it, he, in his defense, he says that the trip was already on the calendar before the surgery got scheduled. And it was Yara, you know, his, he was on the calendar first. Yara's the one who made the situation happen. So they bring on Gwen via Zoom to ask what she thinks about stuff, including the surgery, which Gwen doesn't agree she should have done. But Yara's like, that's because you have big boobs already. So <laughs> um, of course, you wouldn't have to worry about it. So Gwen wants to get it. On the record that while Jovi was in Africa, it was her that helped out with Mila because there was a recuperation period. So everyone jumps on him for not canceling his trip and called him like a child for ignoring his responsibilities. Uh, 
but it, he defends himself by saying that he arranged for Milo to be well taken care of and it just wasn't him that did it. So even Yara, Yara defends him too, saying if, if this is the kind of trip and thing that's going to make him happy, then that's what she wants him to do. But Gwen argues that this was him putting his friends first. So Angela and Andre pile on to say, oh, he should have been there for her surgery. But he was there for 10 days after. He left like during the – after the most intensive part of the recuperation period. Plus, again, this was Yara's decision. So Liz even chimes in to say that, that – give her two cents that this was a complete – also a completely voluntary surgery. <laughs> so that does change the kind of calculus of the whole thing. So Gwen agrees but thinks they should have come to an agreement about which one they did. But it, it's Yara and Jovi both think it's dumb because they did come to an agreement and that's what they did. <laughs> he, went, he stayed for 10 days then went on safari. It's just that it's agreement Gwen didn't like. So Andre and Angela wouldn't have come to the same agreement and – Whatever, that's the issue here. So, and it, mostly the couple that's involved doesn't understand what the big deal is to everybody else since they don't care and it worked out fine for them. So after that, they move on to the part where Jovi brought up possibly having a second baby, which Gwen is also against. We get Gwen's opinion for everything um, because they can't even take care of Milo without her helping out all the time. So he just doesn't want to have kids that are 10 years apart and Yaretz thinks they don't have enough time for a second baby and Gwen doesn't want to be responsible for babysitting more than <laughs> one kid. So Ed thinks this would be easier if he had a different job but no, nope. people are already tiring of what Ed thinks. So Angela <laughs> brings up the prospect of maybe, maybe, just maybe you were thinking of this as a trap baby and Andre agrees especially – and then Andre agrees because he thinks Yara's hot and hotter than Jovi. So obviously, all he's trying to do is lock that down. So Jovi says it's not about that. It's about extending his family. So Vashik gets more stirred by Sean asking, you know, do asking everybody on stage if they think that Yara and Jovi rely too much on other people to take care of their child. Um, the premise of which Yara starts crying about and um, denying, saying that she's taking care of her daughter and don't call me a bad mom. Mm. So Ed then projects his gross expectations for a relationship. He's like, oh, yeah, it's hard for women because men expect them to do a, you know, be the provider and have a job and have dinner ready and, you know, give me a blowjob at the end of the night. I don't know what it is, but it was real. Those are, it sounded more like those are Ed's expectations and not <laughs> men's expectations. Yeah. So anyway, Sean notices that Gwen is getting emotional and they show us a recap of when. They they show us a recap of when they made up from a fight and it turns out we didn't actually see the fight fight um, that kind of made Gwen take a step back and oh, right. be a little distant. So it led to her not being around for a few months. So Gwen says that they live two hours away and she gets there enough – as much as she can but she can't go back and forth for those two hours like three days a week. So yeah, they kind of still are – they talk about that for a while. So then we're going on. We're going to visit everything. Oh, my God. So then we go back to the apartment shopping in Prague and their discussion about Yara protecting herself financially with – then they kind of end with the scene of him saying that if it wasn't with – if they didn't have Mila, they'd probably be divorced already, which he stands by. But Yara says – Yara just seems to think he has thoughts that he's to put more elegantly. <laughs> this was an inelegant way of putting what he what he's thinking. Especially because I'm pretty sure she's said the same thing before. I thought before. so too. I was just going to bring that up. She said if Milo wasn't around, we probably wouldn't be together. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you definitely wouldn't be together. <laughs> right. And so I thought it was kind of crappy. So I think she was just like, that was an elegant way of putting it, but she's probably right. Yeah. Um, so we talked about who would be paying for the apartment if they did buy one, which seems like a really stretchy thing to be talking about right now. Um, would it be both of them or – Whatever. And Yara says that she wanted to buy it and just put it in her name. And then Bilal makes a joke about like in a joint account. Are we going to have a joint checking account? Oh, God, so, Bilal, shut up. <laughs> and then Andre's on Jovi's side saying it would be better if they had them um, if it was in both of their names together. So they ask her kind of what insecurities she has with Jovi, why she feels like she needs this extra security and says Jovi just does dumb stuff sometimes. Yeah. So I don't know what dumb thing he's going to come up with. So, of course, Andre chimes in. You know, to say that, well, yeah, that makes sense to me. You can't trust guys that go to strip clubs. Oh, gosh. He's trying to really all rub he has. it in. That's yeah. all he has. Then Sean brings up how, how Yara said she was miserable in New Orleans. And she just says she can't wait to leave. So Jovi says they'll probably end up moving to Florida, 
which makes Gwen pipe up again to say that actually before they knew this, uh, before you know they decided they were going to definitely leave Louisiana, uh, Gwen and her, I guess her husband, bought property closer to them so that they could be more available. <laughs> um, so he says that if, but you know, at the end of the day, Jovi says if my, if my wife wants to move and that's what's going to make her happy, then that's what we're going to do, which. Andre says doesn't matter. I don't know. That seems weird. <laughs> so the timeline is I I definitely think that the property buy was before they decided to move and not after. Yeah. So anyway, then we see the recap of Yara with her mean girlfriends. Um, and they bring on Symphony to the Zoom. So Jovi responds to the scene where they saying he says, again, inelegant, that he wishes just wishes that Yara would stay away from these women. So Yara says, and the big controversy there was that somebody said that Jovi was out of her, was he, she was out of Jovi's league mm -hmm. and she, and oh my God, she like laughed at it, didn't like step up to defend her. And she's like, English is not my first language and I didn't understand what they really meant when they said that. I was just kind of like going along with the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. No, I don't think he's out of, I don't think I'm too attractive for him. So, uh, yeah, so. Angela thinks that it's particularly rude. So Angela talks to Symphony. Symphony really seems to be backtracking by a lot of what she said in that scene, except for the part how she doesn't like how Joey talks about how she influences Yara, which I would also be like that. That's a, yeah, weird. Uh, yeah. So she talks about how every woman should be independent. And then Ed pipes up. And then Gosh. that's when everybody attacks Ed for a while. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to that part later. Um, but after after a bunch of really satisfying Ed bashing, Usman comes in to kill the whole vibe by trying to get the conversation back to the boring subject at hand about Yara not talking to these friends anymore. <laughs> but Yara just gives um, Usman a like, are you finished? Um, and that moves on. So um, then there's some more yelling at Ed. And uh, finally, Sean breaks things up and ends this and the, ends the whole the whole tell all. So backstage, Andre asks Jovi how much he liked getting bashed by everyone, and also, but he also mentioned how he's suspicious of Yara's motives, especially now that she's always trying to go back to Europe. So Yara doesn't know what the future holds, except for not being in Louisiana. <laughs> so we come back again to the hotel where they're packing up, and before long, Yara is telling him how she wishes he did more romantic things like Bilal. Well, not exactly like Bilal because putting the che roses on the bed is really cheesy. But <laughs> um, then they start fighting and then they used to have a little – another conversation about the out of his league comment, which she still doesn't get. And I, I kind of believe her because she still thinks that they said out of his leak, like L-E-A-K. Yeah. Um, so she doesn't even know what the phrase means. So she – he thinks that – um, her apology wasn't good enough. He should have defended her more. And they're all they're all both mad at each other when they leave the room. So outside waiting for the car, she keeps poking at him about going back to the swamp and living with the alligators for a while until they kind of angrily get in the car and drive away. So like I said, we spent at least half the episode talking on them, talking about them. So let's uh let's start from the beginning. Well, let's let's do that because you're a traveler. What do you think about Jovi's decision to still go on his safari while she was recuperating? Uh, I may have leaned towards Team Jovi just because of all of the circumstances. Like uh, it sounded like he had this uh, planned before. And yeah. so how easy is it for Yara? He's got this on the calendar to plan around it. You know, well, and they, well, according to the other people, according to Angela, it was like, nope, you do it when they tell you to do it. You cannot plan around it. That's right. It. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure it meant she would just have to wait longer. Yes. Like yes. maybe six months. Maybe she'd have to wait six months. Well, I mean, then that's your decision. So either mm -hmm. wait six months when your husband can be around or do it now and like deal with having to make it work in your schedule. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely on Team Jovi for this. Mm -hmm. Um, because I've and I've I've taken care of people after voluntary surgeries, and it is really hard. Yeah. But after the ten days, like you are better, right? Yeah. Enough that you can, you know, you're not supposed to lift anything and everything. But it's also a voluntary. It's not a surgery you need. Yeah. Like if if he had been like, oh, well, she had a, an appendectomy or she had like a more serious surgery that right. was like an emergency surgery that she had to have done, and I was still like, peace out, I'm leaving. Yeah. Like, yeah, that would be bullshit. But like. He did the fun thing he wanted to do, and she did the fun thing that she wanted to do. Right, like, and his thing happened to be planned first. 
Yes. It is kind of odd to me, though, that he would have this vacation on the books without her in the first place, though. That's the only part that I find odd. Yes. I mean, I definitely, I, I, in my head, knowing Yara, if he was like, oh, I've always wanted to go on an African safari, let's schedule one. And she was like, I'm not going on that. <laughs> she's like, you can go with other people. I am not. No, that sounds awful. That's the wilderness. It's dirty. I'm not doing that. No, you go with you. You know, because I, I just, they spend enough time apart that I think that a lot of the other people on the stage, at least, just do not understand their relationship. Right. And do not understand that they are kind of independent. They do have more independence than most of the other ones. And I especially think that Andre doesn't understand it. Yeah. But at the same time, it just seems to me that if you have that much independence because he's at work all the time, that if he has time off that you would want to, you know, spend as much time with your partner as possible. So I can see where they're all coming from because it's like, well, do you ever spend time together if Joby's just making his own plans off vacationing while you're at home? You know, stuck at home for whatever reason that it may be, but it's just like, does he ever come home? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, but the other thing too is I'm not sure how it goes because the implication they had from last time is that she has not spent much time in Louisiana. Yeah, like since and we didn't actually dig to the bottom of that. Of all the things we didn't find out, like where right. are you actually living? Where have you been spending your time? Didn't come up at all, except that it's too far away from Miss Gwen for her for her taste. Yeah, yeah. I felt bad for his mom. Also, I get that that's your baby and you don't want to hear other people call them ugly, but it's just like you have to know that Jovi is like not conventionally attractive, right? (laughs) I mean, yeah, he's I mean, the thing is, is he just I think it's I I actually think if you took Jovi and just if, if he got his teeth fixed, like he would look a lot more attractive. Well, it's his mouth too, right? Doesn't Nick Kroll kind of have the same mouth? And doesn't he also kind of make fun of his mouth in the animated series? It because even called, called Big Mouth. Big mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But to me, that's what it kind of reminds me of. I mean, like I said, he, and I mean, Nick Kroll is like super famous. I mean, I'm sure there's Nick Kroll would have groupies. But, you know, I wouldn't say that Nick Kroll is conventionally attractive, not by like norm, I guess, standards yeah. of today. I also don't I also don't know how I feel about Miss Gwen. Like, I feel like whatever we're getting is not the whole story. And I don't know if she's coding it to make her look better, if they're coding it to make their look, them look better. Like, because, for instance, the the we bought we just bought property near them. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and she definitely makes it sound like, oh, we had no idea they were trying to move. We had no idea they were doing anything. And they waited until we bought this property and couldn't get out of it. And that's when they decided to move to Florida. Right. Whereas I could also see another version of this with, you know, some of the nightmare mother-in-law stories that I've heard or, you know, in-law stories where it's like, oh, we're hearing that they might move out of Louisiana. So let's let's buy property close to them so they feel like they can't leave. Yeah. And like we'll try to kind of trap them in there and we'll we'll do that on purpose. Like so if we if we move closer, then they won't want to leave as much. So we'll just we'll buy this property. You know, I could see that too. I could see that, but at the same time, I don't feel like she's all up in their business like from day to day. Cause if she was, she would be there a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think I just get the impression that they lived in the first couple seasons, they lived in downtown New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. Or the first season. And they and she did not. She lived a significant amount of way. And they moved out of the city, quite far out of the city. Yeah. But not any closer to her. Right. And right. I think she's still mad about that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and I think a lot of what's going on is her kind of taking that out on them. Yeah. But I mean, if you're uh, expecting your mother-in-law to be there three times a week, that is unreasonable. Yeah. Three times a week is is, is too much. Yeah, unless you a couple-hour yeah, you, you drive. Sh- you should – I mean, even if it's not a couple-hour drive, like three days a week is the point when I would be like, even if it was my mom, I would feel like, well, let me give you some money, mom. Like, let me give you something for this. I can't, right. I can't let you keep doing this for free. I mean, right? my sister's mother-in-law literally lives next door and she only takes care of my niece one day a week and on occasion when they ask, she'll – but I mean, that's once a week and next door. Yes. Yeah. yeah well, my mom – yeah, my mom lives – Maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes mm-hmm. from my sister. 
and she watches them literally every day. But my sister pays her. That's that's her yeah. nanny. Like, yeah. it, she, like my mom retired. And now that's her job is to watch my sister's kids. That's right. And so that's cool a, that's a right. Exactly. She's like, this sounds ideal to me. This yeah. is OK. Like, fine. Um, and so that is different. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's different than than just expecting. Yeah. Three days a week is a lot. And was it three days a week? It doesn't really matter. I was like, just when Jovi's gone. Or all the time. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't think it, it matters. It, it, it doesn't really matter. All right. So then what else do we have them talking about? Um, How attractive oh, Jovi was, which How we already talked about. How attractive Josie up comes up about a, from a few different people. Um, yeah. And out of his league. And then that was it. I don't know. Just like That's the whole thing. We spent so much time talking to these people. Yeah. And, uh, and I was frustrated with the amount of time that – People were yelling at Jovi for something that Yara was fine with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's like, and like, well, you're not being responsible enough. And Yara's like, I think he was being responsible enough. And they're like, but he's not though. And she's like, why is that your decision? That's my decision. Right. What I appreciate <laughs> about them as a couple is at least on this tell all, they certainly kind of had a united front. You know, sure did. Yeah. and it was like we have each other's backs. They weren't turning on each other like Bilal and Shida, Ed and Liz, Angela, mm-hmm. Michael, Kim and Usman. It's like almost everyone. I mean, Libby and Andre were fine, but, you know, almost everyone is like turning on their partners, whether they're with right. them or not. But I mean, they at least were like, OK, you know, united front for the tell all. We can disagree as much as we want during the season, but on the tell all. Uh, yes, we're in on this the together. It's going to be, yeah, in his defense, the ABC. In her defense, ABC. Like, well, I'm not going to say anything bad about you. You're not going to be anything bad about me. Right. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But speaking of the opposite, we can oh, end yeah. with Ed and Liz. So Ed actually tries to call Jovi a crybaby. So on set. So Jenny gets mad and butts in. Jenny brings up the fact that Ed has insulted everyone on set. And Ed says that Jenny had her turn. And Jenny says her turn is whenever she decides. So (laughs) Ed then tells her to shut up. But Yara brings up that everyone has had issues with Ed. So later, Jovi has a pep talk with Ed about how he talks to women and tells him that he's lucky he was in in a studio setting because in the real world, he would get his ass kicked. Jovi tells him firmly that he should never talk to any woman like that ever. And Ed tries to defend himself. But in the end, he kind of admits he was wrong the day before and that Liz is actually super amazing. Okay, that was all in the car ride. But now they're at the after party and Ed starts making an enemy of the bartender Valentino by making fun of him or whatever. I don't I didn't understand what was going on. So, well, it was it was because he said, are you Italian? And he's like, no, I'm Mexican. And Ed was like, I'm Mexican. And they were like, no, you're not. (laughs) Don't. No. Right. So he starts trying to talk to him in Spanish and it was awkward and weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Jovi and Yara think that Ed is a clown and they can't take him seriously when he's calling them a pussy and a bitch one minute and then apologizing about it the next. Liz sits down with Jenny and says she's annoyed and (laughs) Jenny can relate because she's also annoyed with Ed. Jovi tries to pull Ed aside again and Ed says he will only talk to Jovi if it's not negative. Which Jovi apparently ignored that whatever preface. I think I think he even told him he was like, I'll only talk if it's not negative. He was like, Mm-mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Jovi repeats that he doesn't like how Ed talked to uh, his wife, Yara or Jenny. And Ed says that they already talked about this in the car. So he's done. So Liz is talking to Jenny and how she was shocked by the information she found out this weekend, you know, with Ed and talking to Rose. She says she feels disrespected. And Jenny says that, why are you surprised? He's been disrespectful to literally everyone and especially to you when he asked for his ring back. Jenny begs her not to take him back again. Liz says that she just needs to keep her focus on being a role model to her daughter. Liz says Ed is a liar and he's never going to change his behavior. She says she deserves better. Jenny repeats, please don't go back to him. (laughs) Kim then drops in to give some advice to go talk to Ed uh, for closure. She even suggests maybe throwing a little red wine on his white shirt. 
Ed follows Liz from the bar, uh, you know, asking to talk to her. And Liz says, not at this moment, because she's busy talking to the other women. And Ed says, well, he's leaving now because he has to work in Boston. He claims he just wanted to make sure that she was going to get back safely. Liz wants to know why everything is always on his time. Why couldn't he just wait until she was done with their conversation? Liz asks Kim to whoop her ass if she gets lonely and tempted to go back to Ed. Liz tells us that she just got a new car and the license plate says Big Ed's Girl. And she kind of cringes at herself. (laughs) Angela comes in to say that she can see through Liz and she knows that she's going to be a softie and forgive Ed and she's going to end up getting back with him. Later, Ed is packing up in his room, saying that he doesn't know how to be with Liz. I mean, he said that so many times, but doesn't want to be enemies with her. He claims the engagement ring was $13,000, and he will probably end up just giving it to his daughter. He had originally invited Liz to go to Boston with him, but doesn't want her there now. He sends a group message to the producer and Liz, basically asking the producer to make sure that her flight is changed back to San Diego so she won't be uh, have an itinerary to go to Boston with him. The text makes Liz cry, and Jenny is confused why she's even crying. Liz says that she's actually pissed. Liz is thankful she has her own place back in San Diego because she doesn't know what she would do if she was living with him. Liz says that none of this is acceptable, and she absolutely swears that this is the last breakup. She's looking forward to her Mm -hmm. life ahead. All right. Mm -hmm. So how do you go from this to supposedly being back with Ed? Uh, I I don't know, but I'm also not surprised. Like I she's just every time she says I'll never get back with him. And that's why that's why he treats her that she was with. Yeah. Like left her because there's too many people like I cannot watch you do this again. Yeah. And then she does it. Right. And they're like, and that, so that's how she ends up isolating herself like that. But at some point you have to be, I, I feel like somebody has to, I don't know, kick her in the pants and be like, no, Liz, this right here that you are complaining about and things, this is what you like. This is what you wanted or else you wouldn't keep coming back to right. it. Stop pretending like this isn't what you like because well, this is exactly what you like. You love this drama. Mm-hmm. You love this nonsense. And that's why you keep coming back because you get more of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kim was supposed to whoop her ass. I mean, Liz made her promise, but I don't even think a whooping from Kim is going to help anything. No, no, because if the whooping, I mean, all the shit she took from Ed doesn't doesn't change anything. That's worse than a whooping from Kim. Right. And it's just it's just dumb. Like it's it's and it that's and that's why I am with it. Just I can't I understand. I understand everybody that wants nothing to do with both of them. Yeah. Um, and so it's just I mean, I did enjoy the part in the studio when everybody was just like, Ed, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like and he was like, But you guys came for me. Like, it's like, yeah, you deserved it. It's like yes. he was just lashing out just to lash out. Yeah. And then well, it got to the point where I feel like there was definitely a turn in maybe when it, I think it was even before Jenny had her like moment of, of yeah. everything where they were just like, all right, shut the fuck up, Ed. Um, talking about, and then went on right. talking to somebody else. Right? Yeah. They were just like, we're, you're not even a serious person. Just just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah. And, and then him in the studio and then the bullshit like it's just. Yeah, I, I, I would I would have been as frustrated with Liz, maybe, but like the stuff he did. Oh, but like, and he tries to bullshit us. Oh, I yeah. just wanted to make sure she was coming back to the right place. I'm just trying to make plans. She's just this is how oh, she's going to no. treat me. He's it's like trying to hurt her for sure. Yes, that is absolutely. And then, oh, I just I'm just going to CC her, and so it's a production it doesn't say the flight. I'm not trying to be any aggressive things. Like that is the worst. Oh yeah, hiding of passive aggressive bullshit I've ever heard in my life. And yeah. I was also very confused by the timing because she said when she left, she was like. I thought we were going to be going back to San Diego together and he was supposed to be with me and now we're apart and who knows, whatever, 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 right? But he was like, well, I'm going to Boston tomorrow, so I'll see. Like that was already decided before they had their little like last thing where he made them change the flight plans and stuff. So I don't even know. They're not even on the same page for anything. Uh, No, I mean, I think that, I mean, at least what he said was that he was going to Boston for a speaking engagement. And I have to like hold up for a second. Like who in Boston is hiring you for a speaking agent? Like they're an educated group over there. They have nothing to learn from you. Absolutely nothing. And, And unless it's like a speaking engagement at like, 
I don't know. What's what's the worst school in Boston? I don't no, know. No, but be there is some no local, worst school in school. Boston. That's what I'm trying to say. What like, the, okay, what are the what are the what are the, there's, there's still local losers in Boston who end up going to a college and going into the frat at the college. Like they they exist everywhere. Even oh, if I Boston is, it. even if you happen to be the same city that Harvard and MIT are in, like there's gonna be one of those two. No, I I just don't see it. No one has anything to learn from him. No, but that's it's not a speaking engagement as much as it's a like um photo op thing. It's oh, like people well, if it's like, like oh, an look, appearance, yeah. like, oh, here, take your uh take your picture, have a signing at some random like reality show Z list like yes. event. Yes, but yeah. if that if that's what it was, is there any doubt that Ed would call it a speaking engagement? Oh, probably. That's very <laughs> actually true. Um, <laughs> I kind of got the impression that he was trying to take a train there, so maybe he had a train there, and then he was coming back and then flying from New York back to San Diego. Yeah. So maybe she was supposed to go with him to Boston and then fly back with him, or at least stick around in New York and fly back with him. Yeah, to be fair, that is like the only – the little small stretch of the country where it's actually convenient to take trains anywhere. Yeah. It's from D.C. to New York to Boston. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, that wraps up our season. So that means we have power rankings. So uh, power rankings are who we think deserve to be uh, the most, I guess, likable to us. I guess yeah. uh, we have 14 cast members. Uh, this is solely based at our personal preferences, opinions, our uh, perspective of how things went down. So we'll start off with our number one. Who is your number one, Mr. O? Uh, my number one was Libby. OK. All right. Um, I thought she was just fine. Yes. Like she tried to. She There's a lot of drama going on she does recognize andre's side she is trying to be gentle with him she does she does try to keep everybody together yeah but she also calls him out you know like yeah, it's uh-huh. not aggressive but she calls him out like no i never said that no yes. uh you know you got to get along with my family so yeah uh definitely very high up there uh but i had her as number two and i think it's just because i kind of forgot she was around and she really sure. didn't have an opportunity to really roll in the mud with the rest of them. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's the she was only removed. Reason. Much easier to not get involved with the tell all drama when you're right. not there. Right. Yes. Which is a lot of times where people really slide down in the rankings is like what what went down in the tell all. So I right. actually went number one, Yara. I mean, okay. I just I, I like her like she's the person that I would want to be friends with. You know, she's oh, just yeah, absolutely. That's she's not a even, cool not even girl. Close. Yeah, she's funny. Uh, for the most part, she stayed out of drama. I would say that she was a little headstrong and stubborn about a couple things. But, you know, at least she was communicating her uh her once there and, you know, just Jovi didn't react well to it. And there's only so much she can control in that situation. So I went with Yara number one. I mean, also the sympathy factor. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. being from Ukraine. So I went with Yara number oh, yeah, one, true. Libby number true. two. So who was your number two? My number two was uh, was Jenny. Mm-hmm. Um, she was good. I mean, I feel like she didn't, she got out of the mud. She kind of did realize what it was. Your family is never going to accept me. Yeah. You can do what you want with your family. I'm out of it. Like, yeah. I don't care. And, and maybe we should consider moving to the U.S., at least visit the U.S. And then she got the best of Ed at the tell-all. So that yeah. really moved her up. <laughs> So that actually moved Jenny up for me because usually I think Jenny is a little on the whiny side. And I yes, don't even know true. if it's because she's actually whining so much as I just think that's her voice. Like that's yes. just the like cadence of her voice. Um, but when Jenny went after Ed, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, maybe you're not such a pushover like we kind of see a lot of times. I feel like she just kind of accepts how things kind of happen into her but i mm-hmm. i like that she stood up for herself so jenny definitely went up in the ranks after that so jenny was my number three so, so my number three was yara okay um and I, I just thought there was a little bit of stuff she could have handled a little bit better in oh, terms sure. of how yeah. she how she you know broke it and, and to be honest it's because part in part of the middle of the season she was kind of whiny yeah like yeah 
And that was that was bothering me. But yes, you're right in that if I had to pick out any cast member that like, oh, you have to hang out with a cast member, Yara would be my pick by a mile. Yes. Yeah. It wouldn't even be close. Yeah. She's definitely the more likable of this group. All right. uh, Who is your number four? My number four was Summit. Okay, I also went with Summit. Just he was fine. Yeah. I mean, he never did anything terrible. I mean, he lies to kind of people, please. And I find that super annoying. And it's just like when the lies were so ridiculous, like, oh, we'll have a child. It's like, really? Come on now. Oh, maybe my mom will be there. Come on. Let's let's get let's accept that mom is not down for this. Like, just move on. Yeah. Yeah. And he's moved lower because of a. Lying to his parents about possibly wanting a child. Yeah, right. <laughs> is, is not is not the greatest. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we agreed in our top four, slightly different order. Uh, what about your five? Uh, five, and this is where it gets. I could I could see the next couple moving around. I yes. went with Andre. Oh God, um, really? Okay. <laughs> I I mean he is abrasive mm-hmm. <laughs> the way mm-hmm. he talks. Yes, but I don't know that he was wrong and he stuck to his guns on most of the stuff he just is i guess he is it depends on how much he personally annoys you with the way he talks oh gosh okay um, well andre is way far down me. on my list so uh my number okay. five was shida uh-huh. um i appreciate that she's trying to get what she wants out of the relationship so she's happy and she's not settling um sometimes i feel like she doesn't really stand up on her own. She really like, well, my friend said this, Yara Mm -hmm. said this, you know, and really tries to use other people. Like Yara has a joint account and it ends up that this is really common. And it's like, she doesn't just say what she wants. And I find that like (sighs) kind of annoying yeah. Uh, it, it isn't like a quality of a strong woman like she's trying to project herself to be. Um, so but I mean, other than that, really, that was like her only fault. And to be honest with this group, that's like such a slight fault. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Shida was my number six mm-hmm. um, and she really fell, fell farther down just because I was like there was too much of beating the same drum all yeah. season yeah. long. And it was annoying and she was whining about it. Like, it was, it was just like, and it wasn't that she particularly did anything wrong or was bad in the relationship or was bad with how she was necessarily handling things. It was just like, oh my God, do we have to have another scene of her talking about this fucking baby? Yeah. Uh, and that just, that made it lower for me because I right. didn't like to see her on my screen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, who was your number six? Six was Shida for me. Okay, oh, sorry, sorry. So my number six was Jovi. Uh, I didn't disagree with a whole lot of what Jovi did this season. I did find how how he kind of like got real stubborn about something like, you know, um, Yara coming back. That was definitely like, whoa, where is this coming from? Like, you can't just tell someone straight up what to do. Like, you're supposed to be in a partnership. Absolutely discuss it. But it was like he was trying to like say like no you have to do this and it's just like who are you her parent? Oh for sure that so Jovi was my number seven mm-hmm. he was next on my list too and it was de- same reason just because the parts I mean he, he had concerns yeah but he's also just and she's right he's awful in how he says it he says the yeah. things in the dumbest possible way <laughs> yeah. like, like I, I do I don't want to hear I don't like her hanging out with them because they're a bad influence on her again what are you a parent yeah. Like, and even parents, when they do that, that drives me crazy when parents do that. Because right. I don't know if you've ever had a, you've ever had the, the parents that come in and go, like, well, you know, they're hanging out with that group of kids and they're just bad influences. And you really just want to stop and be like, I'm going to stop you right now. Your kid is the bad influence. All right. <laughs> it's the other kids that are being influenced by them. Like, yeah. Let's just stop. Well, that and just raise your child to not be influenced by other people. It also right. seems like it's part your child is part of the problem. And it's also it's, it just seems insulting and belittling, belittling to your spouse that you're like, well, if she talks to her mom, sure, she's just going to get brainwashed into yeah. thinking something new. She's a mindless then, zombie. So there I demand that you come back home with me. So it was, yeah. that's what you're right. Moving lower on the list. Yeah. So, okay. So my number seven was Liz. It's like, she just made it to the middle because really her only fault is still going back to this guy. And it is super annoying, but I mean, like, she is actually kind of a likable person. And it, like, really even upsets you even more that you're like, how is this 
like person who seems somewhat normal other than her weird self-esteem issues that keep making her go back to ed like she seems like someone who's like fun and attractive why does she keep going back to ed yeah i mean i have liz lower so yeah we'll get that because and it, it's just i i put more stock into that that glaring personality flaw <laughs> <laughs> right. so that brings to my number eight my number eight was Bilal. okay um, not too far down I for me did not think was as bad this season no as he's been in previous seasons yeah. now was he still stubborn was he still luxury yes but less luxury yes. i think than he has been in the past slightly um, less no pranks yeah no thank pranks god that were played, right and so and then at the end of the day he did like at least a you know vocally agree to change something right right to right. make it work better for him yeah so Bilal was my number nine definitely an improvement from the last time we saw him nothing he really did was super infuriating i did find his friend infuriating though yeah that was that guy was off yeah so it's just like i don't know that makes me suspicious like this is the company you keep Ugh, birds of a feather and all that yes well also with the person he kept offending yeah um, yeah so my number eight sorry to go backwards um yep, is yeah. was actually kim uh you know i thought there wasn't anything that was like really terrible she did she wasn't like begging for sex or anything weird like that i mean you know i just I think like she was actually genuinely thinking about the adoption thing. Like it wasn't just some flippant like, oh, yeah, I'll just go with it because it really seemed like Usman did. He was just like, oh, here's a solution. And she's like, no, no, no. Let's actually think about this and talk about this. And I really think she took it very seriously, which is why I really think that she stuck with at the end of the day, like her and Usman are not together. And so... Yeah. And I feel like Kim kind of redeemed herself at the tell all for me as being kind of like very kind to everyone. Right. Yeah. And she she did. She definitely went out of her way to do that. So Kim was my number nine. OK. Um, and this is just one of those things where you forget how long this freaking season. Oh, was. yeah. It was very long. Mm -hmm. Right. Because there was water throwing at the. At, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, right. Like, with, and like, and and you know, PS Five giving and just it's it's another one of those ones that just drives me nuts with the back and the fourth. And I I uh, know it's better to break up with them, but I just have the things for. I, it's just uh, it's, it annoys me. It annoys me too much that she moved a, lower than Bilal for me. Yeah, at least. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number ten was Michael. I mean, we didn't really see much of him uh, that he was doing something bad. Uh, I felt like everything was mostly reasonable. And then you get to the cheating thing that was like, yes, that, but that's pretty bad, you know, so you're at 10 for that. Yeah. So my 10 was Liz. Mm -hmm. Um for her glaring, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, wow, she, you know, she's a sweet person. I know she has her issues, but just every once in a while, she sets a house on fire. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, well then she can't be your friend and she's actually not a good person. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like, and, and that's where I kind of feel with her getting back with Ed. I, I, it, you can't be good. I can't like you if you keep making this obvious bad decision that you know is a bad decision yeah. when you make it. And you say, you know, it's a bad decision when you make it and you still go ahead and do it anyway. Like, and it, there's only so many times you can do that. And it's like, nope, you're – no, you're bad too. Like yeah, this is awful. definitely. All right. Uh, how about your number 11? So my number 11 was Usman. Oh, mine was also Usman. I mean just because they they nailed him at the at the tell-all. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you're just doing this so you can get influence and be on the show. That's right. the only reason you're pretending to be into Kim. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, that and, uh, you know, trying to – figure out the child solution, kind of like trying to play everyone's side, right? He's trying to play mom's side. He's trying to play Kim's side. Uh, just even going out on that date and you're just like, well, are you into this person? Like potential first yeah, wife, right. you know, it's just like, I just felt like he was putting on a front for everyone just to make them happy but it was very much because he's trying to get his way and not because he's a people pleaser he doesn't care about making everyone happy as long as he's getting his way and 
Yeah. No, he, he, does the, he does that thing where I know she said no, but I'm just going to keep working it and I'll turn that oh, no yeah. into a yes. Oh, yeah. For right? sure. He he wanted to freaking kidnap his brother's four-year-old. I know. Like, that was also like, very weird. So, And it's something that they were like, this is a total normal thing in Nigeria. You know who didn't act like that? That kid's mom. Oh, yeah. She was like, oh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> normal. But she was like, oh, we're on camera. Time. I got to make it seem like <laughs> I don't want to, but maybe. And it's like, no, nah, that <laughs> yeah. mom is not relinquishing that child. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, who is your number 12? So my number 12 is Michael. Um, Because at the end of the day, between the cheating things and the things, I mean, everything that Angela was accusing him of, Mm -hmm. she was right about. Yes. And even Usman was like, oh, yeah, she was right not to have you you have an Instagram because you will talk to anything with boobs. Like you will just go right in there. Like you're that dumb, that you have that, that little self-control that you just can't help yourself to do anything. And he was like, oh, especially because he didn't even defend himself. He didn't defend himself when Usman called him dumb, like to his face. He was like, well, you're dumber than me. And Michael was like, oh, that's probably right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I went with Andre for my number 12. Um, The thing that I find him is so frustrating is because he is stubborn Uh, And he cannot be told that he's wrong. There is no world where he is not perfect, where he has not uh, contributed to some kind of conflict. It's always everybody else's problem. And he aggressively stands by that, you know, to the point where why should I have to go to therapy? They're the ones who have problems, you know, like, mm-hmm. we're going to cut you off. Uh, no, I did not volunteer for that. I'm the wife and saying no. <laughs> well, she told me that, you know, it's just, just like and he even like went hard at like Jovi. There are moments where it's like, oh, there you go. Like he's actually trying to be supportive or he's actually trying to be a nice guy. But it just seems so far and few between from what we've seen. I think he is capable of being a good guy, but we don't see yeah. much of that yeah and i guess part of my rating andre higher was that his the the antagonists in his story yeah i would still rate lower than him yeah and so i'm like well yeah he was better than everybody else but libby on his story <laughs> so maybe chuck but the rest of them were awful yeah like and and so and so it makes him come across as a little bit more reasonable but i have also feel like i've dealt with more andres and i have a little more of a deft hand for mm. you know kind of getting him to realize that actually <laughs> something else needs to happen without being like you know, because I felt it also felt like when he got into it with Jovi, they were just feeding Jovi lines. They're like, "Hey, Jovi, tell Andre it's his fault. We want you to go go just out of nowhere, just tell Andre it's his fault." Yeah. Like, well, and then the thing is too, like, why are you going to keep coming at Jovi with like the strip club line? The strip club thing. I mean, what? that's yeah. old, dude. That You've was, said it like at least old, ten times old, now. Old. And it, not only did you said it, it's not like his wife didn't know about it. Yeah. And it's also not like that's another thing that Yara was like, I don't care yeah like she didn't like it that one time when she was uncomfortable and he insisted and she say but like yeah she knows that jovi liked strip clubs yeah like and so it's 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 just weird but not surprisingly the last two people left for both of us right. are people we probably could have penciled in at this position at the beginning of the season yeah 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 all right who, who did you think was the less worse of the two <sighs> unbelievably angela okay i did too yeah, yeah like I mean, and it wasn't particularly close. As bad as she is, oh, and yeah. as much as I dislike seeing her on my TV, and I dislike hearing about her coochie uh, all yeah, the time, yeah, like yeah. she was still not as bad. Now, don't forget again, that's a long season. This is the season when she ripped apart Michael's car. Yep. And <laughs> tried to, and it was only unsuccessful because the other person didn't feel the same way about her, but she did try to get herself in another 90 day fiance situation with Canadian Billy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Right. right. And it, just because she, and she definitely went on to a rehabilitation tour yep. at this tell all. Like she came in hot, like, and was like, oh, yell, yell, yell. And they kind of like realized where it was going. And then the, the whole rest of the time was just trying to get in everybody's good graces. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like in Yara's face. And then she was like, oh, you should have called me so you could yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So definitely that. So, uh, OK. So, I mean, no surprise to anyone who has listened to our podcast 
Mr. Yeah. Oh, I it's, definitely agree. Ed is the worst. And worst. I would even He's venture to say he is the worst person we have ever seen on this franchise in any of the spinoffs. I mean, and I would say by a long shot, even I was thinking I was like, but worse than Colt. Yes. Worse yes, than Colt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I don't think it's particularly close. No. He is the worst person we've seen on the show. Yeah. He absolutely is. And and what's sad is that I feel like he doesn't have the self-awareness to understand why people would think he's the worst person on right. the show. Well, and because because that's the thing that bothered me in the tell all the most about him mm-hmm. is anytime anything anybody said anything, he chimed in on everyone's oh, yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. And every time anybody said a thing about him, he's like, well, you don't get you guys don't know our story. And it's like, God news for you, Ed. You don't know their story either. Right. I don't even think you know your story. <laughs> you don't know theirs. So like the idea that they can't talk because they don't know your story, which that means that you should shut up about everybody. Right. But he just he he and and, and Bilal said it. And I hate this as an excuse. Mm. I, don't, I think it's a truism. And I just I hate when people use an excuse to hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. He just is so incredibly thin skinned mm-hmm. that everything hurts him. Yeah. And so he just is lashing out at everyone all the time and then does it in such a way. He's kind of dumb about it because he do, he does it in a passive aggressive way that everybody sees through uh-huh. and he thinks is hidden. And so he's like, well, I don't understand why you'd be upset by that. Like the the plane thing and the thing, well, can you come and talk to me? Well, I canceled the plane ticket. I just wanted to talk to her. It was like, yeah, transparently not what was going on. Ed. Right. You were trying to hurt her. You were mad that she didn't want to talk to you. So you threw a little hissy fit about canceling the plane and did a thing. And and we all see that. And he just like, well, no, you don't know that. You don't know that. It's like, right, you're, right. You're bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, he will never agree that he is the worst person on the show because he will always make excuses for himself. You don't know my story. You don't know my situation. You don't know who I am. That's just a cherry picked like, uh, you know, scenes that you've seen. And that's not like in the context of what really happened. And, you know, so it's like just these never end list of excuses and i honestly think that's what makes him worse is his lack of self-awareness it's like yeah he i know he's gone to therapy in the past he's mentioned it but it's like you need someone who really is like you trust that is gonna kick you in the ass and be like you cannot treat people like this right and i think he does and then he'll he says it because and and joey was right about that too Mm -hmm. like you were talking to the guy He's such a coward. He is on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as Erlo and Joey the car, he's like he's really timid and apologetic. And you're right, I shouldn't have done that. And then it's back out in public again where he can show off. And he's like, we already talked about this in the car, and you're a pussy, and I'm not going to do this again. Yeah, like you know. And he's like, he's such a oh, yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, I hope this is the last we see of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of any other spinoffs he could possibly be on. Maybe before <sighs> the 90 days, if he has a new fiance after Liz. Oh, God. It, it, oh, God. I hope not. Uh, so that, that, that actually, I put that down as my life lesson because I have a life lesson to Sharp Productions. Stop putting this guy on TV. Yeah. Like, there's well, no reason for him to be on any show for any reason. I know. Get him off of my TV. Yeah. Like, and I think the sentiment is, the ratings for this season are the lowest for the show in a really long time. Interesting. Yeah. And so people do not like this man. Well, people don't like Angela and Michael either. And I mean, okay, maybe they like them in a, oh, they're interesting, but their shit is so played out on the show. It's like, don't want another season of them. Yes. So, I mean, and well, that kind of segues to we'll get back, circle back to your life lesson. But like, that's why I'm kind of the new, the season that's starting now, the other way, it's, I think it's five new couples mm-hmm. and then one from Love and Paradise. I'm okay with that. And I think that'll I'm be totally interesting. Okay I was like, I want new people. Yes. I always want new. I literally could, if they never made another HEA season, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I kind of would. I mean, updates. But it doesn't need to be like a, what is it, 20 episode season update, essentially. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. I could use it. Uh, yeah. If they went to like a eight episode, one hour HEA to fill in in between other things. Yeah. I could deal with that. Yes. Yeah. 
But yes, this season that's been on since August. Oh my gosh. Is ridiculous. Has it really been that long? Oh, yes. So much of our life. All right. So my life lesson is, <laughs> actually, I feel like it applies to a lot of things, but a lot of couples, when you say it's done, it should be done. There shouldn't be any of this back and forth or whatever. Just it should be done. Yeah. And it, they don't even open it up to like, okay, so I've known people who have gotten divorced and remarried and stay remarried for a long time. Yeah. Right. But when that happened, they were like not halfway divorced, right? They were like <laughs> all the way broken up, did, did things, had their own lives, came back and like went together. But these people are all like, yeah, we're broken up, but I don't think we are. <laughs> right. They never actually break all the way up to be able to reconnect in the future. Yeah, and they actually say that too. They're like, "Well, I don't know if it's over." It's all like all of ah. them, all of them said that. Yeah. Oh, I probably will take them back. It's, it'll probably happen. Like, yeah, <sighs> stupid. All right, so uh, we will be back next week with a new season of The Other Way, and we That's have it. all new couples and one couple that we've barely seen on Love in Paradise. So. Hopefully, this will be well, a good season. And they're season. new to me because I didn't watch Love in Paradise. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay, so new to you. I watched it, but I actually really like Love in Paradise. I feel like those are compelling stories. I'm not sure why they're not longer uh, than they are, but I feel like that's the that, that's the sweet to me. That's better TV. Yeah, I want I want the story to end and being like, oh, that was it. Yeah, I could have done with a little more. That's better. You want to leave the audience. I think you want to leave the audience wanting more. Right. And this season did not leave me wanting no, any no. more of anybody. <laughs> no. But that being said, I thought the tell all like the switch up in the format was good. But why four episodes? Too long. Why? Too long. Yes. I, I did enjoy the let's get people drunk together afterwards. and mix mixing sure. it up afterwards. I like that. It just did not need to be four yeah, episodes. Yeah, like two yeah. episodes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we'll be back next week. So until then. All right, see everybody then. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>